Welcome to the Foy Jones Show. On this podcast, I'm going to be joined by some of the most inspirational and charismatic figures from the worlds of KBB and Builders Merchanting, alongside some very special guests. 2020 has not been the year anyone expected, but we're now entering our new normal, and whoever you are, whatever you're doing, it's going to be a new game. Okay, listeners, here we go. Series four of my podcast, The Foy Jones Show, is now rocking and rolling and we are up and running. Today, we are in the wonderful and beautiful world of design. We have got a guest from Northern Ireland, which will please my mother-in-law because she's also from Northern Ireland. And it's a, it's a part of the world which I know and love so much. It's a beautiful part of the world. Darren Morgan, it is my pleasure to finally get you onto this podcast. We've been talking about it for a while. You missed out on Series 3, but you're you're an early guest of Series 4. Welcome to the Foy Jones Show. How are you, sir? Peter, thanks very much for having me. Yeah, uh, big shout out from Northern Ireland. Uh, we, we are uh, a small region in the UK sometimes. Uh, maybe we're, we're kind of feeling a wee bit uh, on, on the outside of things. But yeah, we, we still have a very sort of active and live design environment over here that I'm very happy to be involved in and, and it's exciting times. Although though everyone has kind of faced up to the, the, the drama and, and the, the terrible nature of COVID-19, I think, you know, there, there's uh, the people in Northern Ireland are, are, are robust, they're, they're energetic and they're prepared to sort of come through this. And, and I think, you know, look at, looking at the market, you know, now that things have started to slowly move again there's there's a lot of energy out there there's there's a seems to be a, a lot of uh, pent up demand that that has been sort of uh, bubbling there in the cauldron waiting to sort of spill over uh, once once lockdown eased and thankfully that that's starting to happen and and uh, talking to people in the industry over here in northern ireland things seem to be busy i know certainly my business is busy and and, and things are moving so yeah whilst while it's scary times uh, it's changing times for people I think there's there's still opportunity out there. It's exciting times, and and uh, maybe a great opportunity for the design industry or the design part of you, the KBB you know what, sector. You know what, Darren? You said something there, and, and it's a great intro. You know, I, I'm so big on personality and accents, and his, you know, I, I think that the world is full, and this is not just in KBB and design. The world is is full of forgettable people, right? And and sometimes you go into a restaurant, a bar, a a shop, a just any environment, and someone smiles, or they have a quirkiness, or an, an engaging way about them, and you go, "Whoa, that was good." You know, I, I remember that, uh, and it makes mm. people stand out. And and I've watched what you're doing from a distance. You know, you remember when you was in Designer Art Designer Magazine? I I sent you a photo next to my coffee cup. I said, "Look, you've made it now, mate. You're on the Foy and Jones table." I mean, that was a yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. That was a bit of a nudge and a prompt to say, look, I really want to get you on my podcast. You're a you're a award-winning designer and you're from a part of the world which I which means it's it's much more special to my wife and her family because every every school holiday was on her and granddad's farm and you know whatever. But for me, as my eldest child was born, and he's 21 now, but the first couple of years we were out there and meeting, you know, and, and I got to know the people and you from, from being a boy from West London, I saw beyond the news channels and you could see the real the real warmth of personality. But but working, I guess, as a designer with, with your brand and your name, you've noticed something, that, that pent-up instinct of us to all want to buy stuff and all want to shop. So, you know, my yeah. world in lockdown come to a standstill because I couldn't order one of the big boy barbecues from anywhere, mate. Like, everywhere was out of stock. And I'm like, 
what are we going to do? And it's amazing how we went from maybe needing a new kitchen. And, you know, Peter, you know a few kitchen people, don't you? So I'm sure we could get a good deal. I'm like, well, do we need one to upcycling all the furniture, to redoing the garden, to, to then actually going for us as far as potentially buying a new property because you, you evaluate the space you've got. Have you seen an interest in from the from the retail customer where they're like, well, you know, we're spending more time in our gardens, our kitchens, our you know, our way of life, and and that that interest has spiked almost during that during lockdown. Did that happen for you in Northern Ireland, Darren? I, I think absolutely because you know I think what is happening is you know, and you you've said it yourself there, Peter. You know, people have people have busy lives. Uh, before COVID-19, we were all running around. At a certain point in someone's life, they decide, okay, we want to sort of uh, reinvigorate our home. We want to look at our kitchen. We want to look at our bathroom. We want to do things in our home to make our home life better. But that all had to happen amongst a whirlwind of so much other things that were going on, you know, work, life, generally holidays, you know, if you were lucky to get a holiday amongst all the work that needed done. So I think what covid has done uh, and whilst there's so many negative effects of it, it, it has drawn focus on, on maybe an analysis of uh, the dynamic of your home life, uh, how how your family interact. Uh, I know that the kitchen is a functional space and that's what it does, it prepare, it's for preparing food, for making food, but it's the cliche of the hub of the home and people have been cocooned and sort of uh, sort of made to stay indoors a little bit more and I suppose that that uh, sort of amplifies the dynamic between individuals within the home uh, and that that's allowed a great deal more focus okay so okay maybe this isn't working so well maybe we need to change a certain element of our uh, kitchen because people are starting to really appreciate that if you if you really analyze how the kitchen works within your home you can change how the the the, the family interact you can make sure that uh, when when you're there when like, People have busy lives. You know, if you've grown up children, they're in and out. You know, they're going to football. They're, they're, they're going out to see friends. They're doing all these things. But when everybody's there together, it's so important that you, you're you're able to you know sort of focus the family time together. So I think I think that has drawn greater emphasis onto the design part of the process. And I think uh, as a designer, I believe that you know uh, the KBB sector has been guilty of being very product focused uh, and has kind of taken design along with it as a necessary evil uh, as part of the sales process whereas i actually believe it's the opposite to that you know uh, design is the in the inspiration for product it's the 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 match or the the ignition that sets fire to the entire sales process it's something that that uh, I think can can really energize the whole process. You know, it can really infuse clients to get involved with companies just through the design process. And I think what COVID has has done, it's it's really drawn focus on the internal of the home, which is actually the kitchen, but also okay, it has. You're spot on there, right? Because I, I mean, and I have mentioned this a few times before, but in my Jones household, okay, you've got myself, I'm 45, my wife's 43, we've got a 21 year old and now an 18 year old and all the, and all the friends and stuff that, that go with it and everything there. So, so we, we as a family, 100% at socially more together 
drunk socially more together, watch TV and movies and sport when it's back on more than we would ever have done together because we were forced to. And and you do kind of realise the, the humbleness of how good and special that can be. But we've also realised that, you know, we're, we're quite blessed to be in a lovely part of the UK in, in Lewis, just outside Brighton, you know, in the Sussex Downs. So it's very picturesque. It's a, it's a lovely town. You know, I'm, I'm arrogant enough to say it is because it is. It's a beautiful part of the world to live in. But we're in like a, 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 a new build. So, you know, our outside space is limited compared to some of the larger properties. And whilst we've got lots of bedroom space, the, the kitchen's quite tight, you know, so... And it's a four-story new build, if you imagine. So, you, yeah, and, and, you know, my, my wife was struggling at times with lots going on and the space, and, and it led you to a conversation of, could we, could we make this space better? Is that a good investment, or would it be, be better to move on? And, and, you, and, and you just it opened up different conversations, and then you get into, you know, because whilst the kitchen is the hub of the home, it, it begins, for me, with the food. So what we, are, what we were cooking, eating, how we were... You know, as a family, I mean, sometimes I'm like, I'm thinking, am I in my house or a Michelin star restaurant? What's going on? But other times you want the, you want the relaxation of being able to grab a beer and just have something. So, so the whole thing kind of get got looked at again for us, and we're just one family. So multiply that by your demographic and the population around you. If you've built a reputation as the go-to person or a, a leading light in design, you're going to have interest, and I guess it's. Is capitalising on that, which will be the challenge, and we'll we'll come on to that, Darren, when we talk about the design from a distance aspect of the podcast. But going back a few steps, and and I always love the timelines. Um, your passion and your personality comes through on social media and in this conversation. But but where did it begin for you? You know, where did this journey begin, Darren, from your from your, from your perspective, mate? But bring it to life for me. Yeah, well, I suppose. Look, I, I, I'm a country boy. I, I, I'm, as you point out, I'm, I'm from Northern Ireland. Uh, Northern Ireland, I suppose, is mostly countryside. Uh, pe- people are uh, a lot of farmers, you know. And I grew up in a rural location, uh, just just on the north side of the border, uh, close to the, the the southern border into the Republic of Ireland, in a wee place called Kerry, which is just outside Armagh. Uh, my background, I suppose, uh, as, as I may have said to you before, uh, the sport was never my thing. Uh, I wasn't really interested in any team sports, football, things like that, although I do, I do run and things like that now in my later life to prevent any heart attacks happening, as I was saying to Callum earlier. Uh, well, but, uh, enough, I, was, I was just saying to Jack before I came in, as I was like trying to eat a bit of toast, grab my coffee, I'm going, I'm late for Darren's podcast, I've got to run. So I've got to sort this out because like, I'm, I'm better than this. What am I doing? But anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the pain, mate. Life's always a rush. But you know what? I, I suppose what I always found was I, I was always drawn to the arts. And, and, and that, that was uh, like when I was younger, I didn't know what a kitchen designer was. You know, mum and dad bought a kitchen and it arrived. And for me, it was the generator of food. You know, that, that, that's as complex as it got. Uh, so so at that time, like, uh, that would have been sort of when I was quite young, early 80s type thing. You know, the kitchen was le- a lot less influential. Uh, and people maybe talked about it a, a lot less. Well, I suppose when you're younger, you don't really have these things on your radar. I, I got. I, I used to draw a lot. I used to 
find great interest in creating shapes. Uh, I was involved in various art competitions, uh, done well at those. Uh, but then I found myself getting involved in music. And interestingly, some people, most people won't know this about me, that I actually, uh, I play drums, uh, I play a couple of different instruments. I actually toured uh, professionally when I was in around 2021, 20, toured America, toured parts of Europe, uh, done residencies in uh, in France for a couple of years. Actually, uh, I, I was always known as the drummer like when I was in my early 20s, but uh, way before that, uh, when I was about 17, 18, uh, I got an opportunity. I was playing in a small band in, in pubs and stuff, and I got an opportunity to uh, get a residency in an Irish bar in Bordeaux in the south of France. So me and a group of friends went over, but of course, I couldn't bring the drum kit. So they said, right, you're going to be the singer. So I'd never sung in front of anyone in my life. And I, I was learning the the songs as I went over on the plane. So I thought to myself, right, okay, this would be quite, you know, quite cool. You know, they give us an opportunity, we'll arrive. It's been a lot, long day. We've been doing a lot of traveling. Yeah, so Plus I was thinking. So an 18 year old boy from, from the border in Northern Ireland, he's got a little, got a residency singing in the South of France and you've never done it before in your life. Fair play, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, talk, talking about blagging a gig, but yeah, uh, yeah so, so we got that, and I thought to myself, right, it's been a long trip, we'll, we'll get over there, they'll, they'll give us an opportunity, and we'll maybe gig tomorrow night, so I, this is what I was thinking, I was also thinking at the back of my mind, I, 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 do I actually know the song, so we arrived at the venue, I was expecting just to get a get an early night, the place was hanging from the rafters, they were absolutely stuffed I in. Think, I don't think I was turning up or something, did I? <laughs> well, I don't know what they expected. I, 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 luckily enough, they didn't leave, <laughs> which yeah. was which was good. Uh, but yeah, it was a baptism of, of fire. But uh, I think art and music uh, would no, have been. No, no, we're not stopping. I'm still in Bordeaux. Hold on, you're not going. So, so what? What? I mean, did you go for the karaoke sing-alongs? Was there a genre to work the crowd? I mean, what was your what, what was your belting out? What sort of what sort of musician and artist was you? Uh, well, listen, as I said, my, my interest was rock drumming. I, I would have done a yeah. lot of rock drumming and things, but th this was uh, the complete opposite to that. And, and I do have an interest in uh, folk music, Irish traditional folk music. So it was a lot of that type of, you know, your cliched uh, yeah. Irish sort of bar type thing, you know. But it was, uh, like, funny enough, some of the musicians I was playing with, uh, they went off uh, and they, they made a full career uh, of, of playing professional music all over the world, Japan. Wow. I was actually very lucky. I, I, I was maybe just the lucky one that was carried along with great musicians, you know, that, that they, they went on and made a fa fabulous career for themselves and, and have really, they're really quite well known, you know, so uh, in, in, in their field. A massive thanks to our friends at Cooker UK, our headline sponsor of the series. Foyne Jones, in partnership with Cooker UK, are offering specialist redundancy support to those that have been affected by the recent crisis. We will be offering free of charge CV and social media makeovers, webinars focusing on content for social media and personal branding, a weekly video showcase of talented job seekers, some employer-led workshops to discuss live vacancies in your area, as well as, of course, our ongoing telephone, email and social media support. To sign up to our redundancy support package, get in touch at letstalk at foynjones.com. Stay safe, keep healthy and be positive. But that, that was the start of my career and then I suppose uh, 
I went to university. Uh, my background is economics and business. Uh, that would have been my background. Uh, then I got involved in a lot of self-education, to be fair. You know, I, I was always interested in architecture, always interested in design and artistic things. And then uh, I actually got a job with a, with a, a local company. They were a kitchen company. And uh, I was actually just doing, doing their accounts. That, that's, that's how it started. And then one day, uh, there was there was no one available to go into the showroom, and I went into the showroom. And I think the, the the instruction I got was, okay, get the customer to pick a door, pick a handle, and pick a worktop. And that's as complex as it got. And uh, so uh, that was my training. And I, I went out into the showroom, and for a few years I did that. But you know what? It it didn't excite me. You know, uh, it it I, I needed more. I I always thought that. You know, yes, whilst, whilst many people may be satisfied in in the idea of selling, you know, almost standardized products and standardized things, the, that artistic drive or that thing inside me, that innate ability, just wanted something more. So, uh, almost ten years ago now, uh, I decided to sort of move off. It was actually during the last recession I started my business, uh, and it was I made the I made a conscious decision that design. It's first and foremost, we're a design company, first and foremost, uh, and that, that was the ethos that we have. And to be honest, we started out, I had no showroom, I had no money, <laughs> I had uh, just, just a vision. We, we, other showrooms were, were closing at the time because it was just at the start of the recession, uh, and other showrooms weren't charging for design. So I opened an office uh, with no showroom uh, and a charge for design. And to be honest with you, it's the best decision I ever made because you know what? I mean, you know, some, of the, some of the most remarkable entrepreneurial stories have have come from that 2009, 2010 crisis because I do believe it was a wake up call for so many people. I mean, I look at I look at my journey and I brought this to life in different environments. It can be a TED talk, it can be a you know one to one, it can be a presentation, but. But, you know, I, I really, a little bit of like, oh, well, I'm nowhere near as glamorous as your rock and roll lifestyle, but, you know, I believe I was carried, I believe I was carried along through Builders Merchanting, from working four hours a day, being around good people, having a personality and some passion. I, I kind of ended up fast-tracked at very, very young age to regional management and sales directorship. I didn't even really walk in there, know what, like you, you know, I, I didn't know what a Builders Merchant was and how that worked, but... I got to like the people and ended up being a sales director. And it was great. Then I had the, the moment that you had in 2010 where I was like, I, I, I don't want to be my boss. I'm feeling, you know, I'm not, something's got to give here because, you know, I'm, I'm not getting up motivated. And I had that eureka moment or bump on the head or, you know, crazy bit of drive in 2003 that I could set a business up to, to really support and work with the great people in my sector. And that's where, Foy Jones was was born was born from um, two thousand four five six seven. You know, I actually think I'm invincible. You know, yeah, you know, we get bigger. I'm more successful. I get awards. I the car gets bigger. It gets a different badge. The house gets bigger. I think, oh, I'll buy another one in Spain. And I made all these. I don't know whether they're mistakes, but I made these decisions which never saw the what if. And then when the the banks and the and the construction and the markets came down and all my big clients just turned their taps off during your period i guess of beginning i went through like this 
dark discovery time where I learned that you, you've only got three or four people that actually really want to help you when, when you're up against it. Yeah, all the things that you thought were important are not that important when it's all coming crashing down. And, and in those 18 months of rebuilding myself, I learned more about myself as an individual, what I want to do with my business and how I want it to look and work and feel. And yes, I've got financial scars. I've got emotional scars. I've got, you know, it hurt to get myself through that. But fast forward 10 years, Darren, whilst the the COVID-19 pandemic was challenging and it was challenging. It was scary. I was nowhere near as exposed. I had a pathway and I was able to react in a much more positive way. I, I won't use the trendy word pivot because, you know, too many people use that in terms of looking, you know, adjusting, but I was able to pick up my strengths and remarket and remodel them. And I think if you, when I talk to business owners that launched in the quiet times or the challenges of 2010, they seem in such a good place now because it wasn't it wasn't given to you easy. You had to work really hard for it at the start. And there's so many businesses that, that do well because the market's doing well. You do well because everyone's buying or everyone's shopping and you can be successful by default. But you've changed the game. So so Everyone else has got a showroom and they're not charging for design. You have no showroom and you're charging for design. But mm. how was that perceived? What were the challenges to overcome? Well, it is a massive challenge because, you know, I think the one thing, and it comes across from you as well, Peter, you know, and, and it's, it's self-belief and passion. You know, if you believe it yourself, you will make it happen, and 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 that's the simple thing about it. I think you know, and it goes back to the idea of a showroom. You know, uh, if you have a showroom, you're almost surrounded by your, your by props. You're you're within a set. You work within a set, and and, and it's a safe environment. I suppose during this period uh, when my business first started out, I had to reinvent a way of conveying ideas of 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 getting the customer into a position where they believed in me enough to part with their money. Uh, and I think th th there's a couple of ways of doing this. It's, it's, it's being uh, passionate and it's just something that I suppose I, I'm a bit of an, a design nerd. I would, I would, I would openly admit that I just love design. I just love what I do. It just spills out. I just, I love the idea of being challenged, doing things differently, tr trying to really create something unique for the client. And, and it's bringing that, communicating that to the client. I actually used at that stage, when I started out, I had six sample doors. I had a laptop computer, I had a desk, and uh, lucky enough, I had a room to put all that in. Uh, and, and we started out, and I sold some fantastic projects because it was, like, I always even say to people, I have a showroom now, but I always say to people, look, you, you come into my showroom, I'm not necessarily trying to sell anything you see in here because they're merely ideas. The ideas I come up with for your project are going to be very, very different. I start with the idea of a blank page design. So we start from a blank page and we evolve the process, nurture it and bring it around to fulfill the needs of the client, whether that be their social needs, their cooking needs, their, you know, whether they need some lighting design, all of the things come together. And then I suppose over the years, uh, and it was very fledgling at the start, I used like CGI and, and you know, the graphics that I could create, hand-drawn things, you know, th things that would animate and, and visualize the ideas that were whirling around inside my head. 
uh, and bring them alive for the client. And then I suppose it, that, that nurtured the process. But look, it, 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 I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you lies. It, it was it was difficult at the start because you're starting at ground zero. You have nothing. Uh, I was lucky enough. I had a little bit of a reputation in the industry. People knew me locally uh, from from what I had done before, uh, and I suppose that, that that was something that I suppose did help. Uh, but but certainly it, it was merely a foundation. It bounced forward from that. But uh, you have to really you really have to believe in what you do uh, in order to to get the client on board. And I think that that's what what all businesses need to look at now is how how they relate to their customer you know you may not necessarily have the showroom uh, as readily available anymore or not maybe for the numbers that you were used to uh, so you have to be able to reach out and convey a message to people and i think the vehicle for doing that is design because that's something that everyone understands because they can and, and some of some of my most enjoyable podcasts when we're talking design have been with individuals that share that belief you know the robsons at day true colin you know colin wong and yeah and dougal you know i'm just picking a few but there's been more but it's a but but when you when you get and you just see the real passion and the creativity i i sit there quite inspired because you are right they're all quite nerdy geeky they they get really excited about things that i'm like well but then I get really passionate about people and talent attraction and you know and we've all got them we've all got there and and and, and I do agree that, that that beautiful design encompasses the whole project and and there is a price or a rate or a level of service that goes with it it won't suit every project every budget every customer and there's room for and I know this because I do some brilliant work with trade focused you know, KBB businesses as well as high end and the, all the ones in the middle. There's room for everyone. But when I listen, you know, being a listener, you know, if I'm listening to you talk on iTunes or Spotify and I'm thinking, wow, you know, I mean, I'm just going to go through some of what you told me. You know, you, you, you were the kid that weren't picked from the football team, in your words, not mine. All right, that, that's, that's your words, not mine. You, you've always had a passion for art, but as well as combining drumming with, with folk singing, your, your introduction to kitchen sales was like Woolworths pick a mix. It's pick a door, pick a handle, pick a workshop, <laughs> go you know, talk to a customer. And you've, you've transcended that on a journey and you've, you've been really humble about your journey because you know, your, your journey as a designer and as a business owner, it's been recognized by your peers. You've got a bursting trophy cabinet, which, you know, you don't get by default. So you must be really proud of some of the awards and the achievements you've made happen in the last 10 years, Darren, because it's, it, it's, 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 it's an impressive list when you look at where you've been recognised and what you've been recognised for. Yeah, I think, I think you know what, that comes down to uh, the clients uh, as well, Peter. You know what, uh, I think, you know, design is about people. And, and like you rightly pointed out there, like there's there's different people out there that need different things, they have different budgets, they have different criteria. Uh, you know, you really have to focus on, on, on people. And I think going back to even what we spoke about earlier in my background, you know, when I was younger, I studied sociology. Uh, and I think, you know, that, that actually stood me in good stead as well, because it, it, it allows you to understand a certain amount of uh, and, and appreciate empathy 
you know, it, it, it's about people. It, it, everything we do in life is about people. You have to try and understand things from other from another person's perspective. Like when I'm designing the kitchen, it's 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 not my kitchen. I'm merely the translator of the process. You know, this is about the individual because in two, five, ten years time, fifteen years time. Darren Morgan will be long gone and he'll be working on the next project. The customer has to come down in two years time and go, whoa, that's a fantastic kitchen. That really works well. Let's take a minute to thank those that make it possible for us to host this fantastic podcast and to continue offering groundbreaking support for anyone facing difficulties in the current job market. MHK Holding UK Limited. Thanks to the sponsorship we've received from MHK, we can continue to offer support to those that need it completely free of charge. This support includes CV and social media makeovers, personal branding and social media content webinars, employer-led workshops to discuss live vacancies in your area, and our ongoing support with consultants via telephone, email and social media too. To find out more, get in touch at letstalkatfoynjones.com and one of our team will get back to you. Enjoy the rest of the show. Stay safe, keep healthy, and be positive. The, the awards uh, are, are, I think, a very important part of the industry. You know, and, and when I think about how the business started out, you know, it, it was a, a mechanism uh, in order pro- to provide some sort of collateral for clients to understand that, yeah, listen, there was no educational path you could go at that time go through uh, at that time to be a KBB designer uh, to be qualified. So uh, I, I actually thought thought the awards were a great way of illustrating to people that I could actually do my job. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's why I got involved in the awards uh, side of things. And I suppose at the very, very start when I started out the business, uh, I actually wrote a blog as well under a pseudonym. Uh, under under a fa- false name, so that blog's still live and active. Uh, I don't really contribute as much now, but actually that that got got noticed by uh, KBB magazine. Uh, Jackie Daly was the editor at that time, and I actually had an article in that. Then I went on and, and got involved with KBB Review, and I wrote wrote for them as a columnist for two years. Uh, and I suppose, listen, uh, writing is also a very important part of what I do. Uh, I, I would be a guest writer on blogs and things, and, and I've had work. I've been lucky enough to have worked pretty much all the way. Do you enjoy storytelling, Darren? Do you enjoy storytelling? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose it's part, part of my job, really. Because yeah. uh, I was talking to these, you know, social media guru type people, and they're saying, you know, Peter, you're a natural storyteller, the way you captivate and you could and I'm like, what? what? Like and, and, and they had to break it down in their kind of language as to and I'm not so and I've actually been able to sort of separate myself slightly from my recruitment activity and talk to businesses in KBB and construction and emergency and, and advise them about you know how they can position themselves socially to to become a go-to contact or a center of excellence or almost and this is this is where you get such fun it's almost becoming like a mini celebrity in their niche of operation and and if you can do that and inspire them and i'm thinking this is real this is really real fun and if and if and if you use because i use the written word i'll use video i'll use the spoken word i'll use audio so so if you combine all those different vehicles as a way you can get a message across 
um, you can really have fun. So it doesn't surprise me that that hearing that with your personality, you are writing a, a blog, you are hosting a webinar, you are getting involved above and beyond being presented awards, you're getting involved above and beyond in the creation. That makes a lot of sense to me, Darren, to be fair. Yeah, well, listen, it, it's something it's something I enjoy doing. I think p part of the process, if you break it back down to KBB and, and designing, in order to to actually sell a project, you have to be able to convey the message to people to allow them to to, to, to jump on the train and go on the journey as well. So so that, that that's something I've learned probably way back at the start. If you think if you work in a showroom, you have your props, you're working on a stage. You know, when I started out, I was foraging in the undergrowth. You know, I had no no showroom. I didn't have anything. So I had to be able to learn ways of communicating uh, the designs that I was creating because you couldn't see them. It's not like going to buy a car. You can't sit in it. You can't drive it. You can't touch it. You can't. And like, it's it's so important to get right because like when you design a kitchen, you're putting it in someone's home. It's going to be there for at least 15, years, 10, 15 years, maybe even longer. You can't change it easily. If you if you buy a car, in terms of relative value, it's probably the same as a kitchen, you know. But if you get sick of your car, you take it back in a couple of years, you change it. It sits outside. You don't necessarily look at it all the time. The kit, kitchen design is so important, and the, the, that being able to express your ideas because look at customers can't see what's in my head. I, I sometimes I speak about things, and you can see the blankness fall, the, the cloud of blank. They're having a clue what I'm talking about because it's inside my head. So I have to be able to articulate that, I have to be able to visualize that, I have to be able to do that in a way that, that they can understand and appreciate it, that how it's bringing value to their life and, and bringing value to their home. So I think it, it's all about storytelling, it's, a, it's all about yeah. creating new things and bringing passion to the process. And I think in today's world, that's what needs to happen because you know what there's a whole new way of communicating with people now you know it's, you can't expect you're going to get the same footfall coming into your showroom like our no, showroom has always the, the younger the younger generation my own children and their friends included darren they they communicate in a very different way to how we did when we grew up and how we do now you know the the handshake the being in the same room the eye contact it's replaced with this and and you know, people can't see my thumbs pressing because I'm on a I'm on an audio podcast. But the, the digital phenomenon has, has transformed the world, and we're part of it. But Darren, I've got to say, this has been since I launched the Floyd Jones Show, and as I said, we're in the fourth series now. This has been like an amazing podcast to recall because I, I I'm quite captivated by your energy and, and and the the personality and your approach. And so far, you know, if we break down what we spoke about, we we know who you are. We know what you do. We've learned about a, the award-winning background and an approach to kitchens and your local market and the market as a whole, which is always designed first. Darren Morgan, thank you so much. Darren. Well, you know, th this is a conversation that needs to continue in a bar in Northern Ireland or a bar in London or a restaurant in Sussex. <laughs> because, uh, I think that I think between us, with or without our families, we would we would have a lot to talk about. And I haven't even mentioned football in this episode, which is uh, which which is remarkable because yeah, that's amazing. we're two 0 up in the in the playoff semi final after winning two 0 at Cardiff. So 
tomorrow night, if all goes well, we could get a place at an empty Wembley to win promotion to the Premier League again. But I want to talk to you about the here and now in, in, in my world and, and predominantly your world. Um, and, I, and I've called this section designing within social distancing or designing from a distance. I love you to bring to life what being a designer means for you right now and how you've had to adjust to social distancing, you know, the wearing of a face mask. It's just all the challenges we're going through now, like yesterday evening when I put some petrol in my car, walked to go into the petrol station, didn't have a mask, and thought, what do I do? I don't, do I drive off? Does someone serve me? We, we, we come up with a genius stroke that I pay through the window. But, you know, what I've got Foy Jones masks, Foy Jones Adidas masks, full of football club masks. But did I have one on my person or in the car last night? No. And I had to battle around it. So how, on a, you know, being deadly serious now, how has it affected you and what are you doing differently now, Darren? Well, I think, you know, in terms of how the, our showroom works, it, it, it hasn't really affected things greatly because uh, our showroom has always been by appointment only. Uh, yeah. from, from from when, at the very start, I didn't have a showroom. Uh, but at that stage, it was kind of an office type situation. So because it wasn't the case of, you know, people could just call in and have a look around, it was always by appointment only to speak to me. Uh, and as the showroom evolved, it's remained that way. I think it, it's it's a great a great way of doing business because when the customer comes to see me, they, they feel that, that they have my focus with full attention. Uh, it works for me as well because there's no, there's, you know, sometimes if you have multiple people in a showroom, you have things happening in your peripheral vision, you know, you can sometimes be distracted. It, it creates a very focused approach and that works for, well for me and it works uh, well for the customer. Uh, we do, uh, and, and I have done remote design consultations before. Uh, I've actually done designs for uh, other people and companies all over the world. Uh, so like I've done designs in Australia, uh, America, you know, all over. Uh, obviously those people aren't necessarily prepared to hop on a plane and come to the metropolis of Katy, which is in the countryside, just outside Armagh in Northern Ireland, which is on the perimeter of the UK. You know, so you have to really, uh, you know, be prepared to reach out. Look, design is not geographically isolated. That would be my approach. So in other words, if, if you, design should be used like a tool. If a business has a good fitter, they would sometimes say, well, we have such and such a guy and he's a fantastic fitter or we have this fantastic product. You know, thankfully, more and more KBB companies are realizing the value of design, but it should be emphasized even further. Design should be put on a platform, reach out. If you're based in London or you're based in Manchester or some sort of regional area or somewhere in Northern Ireland, it doesn't matter. If you're good at design, you can convey the message, you can visualize it for a client, you should be able to fulfill projects anywhere in the world. That would be my attitude to it. Uh, it's just it's just a matter of sort of getting the, the platform right and, and placing yourself in, in a position that you can so, get the message. So from a Sarah Morgan perspective, it's business it's business is unusual, but you can still, you know, be the fate. You can be the force of design. You can have your conversations. Your appointments can continue. What's been the the customer 
take on it, the, the customer experience? Has there been has there been less appointments? Has there been less interest? Is there a hesitancy? Has the customer worried about your really talented fitter coming into their property? You know, I mean, because I look at all the angle, I look at it from a whole, you know, the whole angle now. And you know, we we had a we had a flood at our house a week or so ago. I mean, I told you that. At one stage, there was like southern water, three plumbers, um, someone else from from some, I don't know who they were, from the council. And I'm like, whoa, you can't all just come in. Hold on a second. Do you know what I mean? What what, what are we doing here? And and it was, you know, it was more my my wife speaking through me. I would have probably just let them all in, but um, which is slightly naive, but I guess that's what I would have done. But it, it has the customer... As have they changed their buying buying habits, or have they changed their the way they're interacting with you recently? Uh, you know what? If anything, I've been, I think they're more insistent. Uh, you know, the, the, there, there's a definite drive. There's a passion. I, I had a I had a really we we closed like everyone else during the lockdown. You know, yeah. the studio wasn't open. We weren't available. I I had to actually fight people away. You know, at, at the end, it 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 was. And that might sound quite obnoxious, but but it, it's it's just a reality. People were sitting in their houses. They wanted to do things. They wanted to get things moving. We were lucky enough, Peter, because uh, when lockdown happened, we had a, a almost a year's work ahead of us. Yeah. Uh, so so we we were doing a lot of we do a lot of new build properties. Uh, Within Northern Ireland, you know, there's, there's, uh, yes, you obviously get your refurbishments. We do do those occasionally as well. But just at the present moment in time, we're dealing with a lot of new builds, so that's much more easy to control yeah. uh, because they're they're larger properties. Uh, there's a bit of space. You can kind of coordinate and speak to the the foreman on site, see who's going to be there, and sort of make sure that there's areas locked down for our guys to work. Uh, so, but coming into the studio. Again, we have all the PPE, we have masks here for people, we have the sanitizer, we have the stickers on the floor, signs around. Uh, and look, I think there's just an awareness with people. This is what I find from speaking to people. There's just an awareness of, yes, this COVID-19 is here. It's very, very serious. Uh, and I think if everyone is realistic about it and aware of it uh, and they take the necessary precautions, there is the ability to get on with your life. Uh, it, it, it's and, and I think people that I have spoken to have that acceptance that yes we're gonna we're gonna deal with it we're gonna try and uh, make sure everyone's safe but listen we have to move on and make things happen and I have to say since we reopened after lockdown we have never been busier. Darren, if we were talking about, you know, the up-and-coming designers or, you know, mature individuals that have a passion like you did for, for, for drawing, for creating beautiful spaces and for, you know, for breaking into this industry that, that you know and cherish and you love, what advice would you give to the next generation? I, I think, you know, the, the one bit of advice that I would give is, is not to overcomplicate the process about the whole world of flowery design. You have to remember that what you do 
is about people. You know, uh, you, if you if you're in the position where you're in front of someone and you're taking the responsibility of transforming their home and creating a, a new kitchen or a new bathroom or some sort of new environment for them, it, it's it's about the relationship between you and, and that person. It's trying to understand their needs because that will deliver the success of the project. I think that that's very important. Another thing I think is is important for someone who does uh, my type of work is to, to understand, yeah, you know, when you're a designer, it can be, you know, you create pretty pictures, you create a vision for people and it's about flurry language and developing all these things. But remember, it's about it is about product you're responsible for designing product all our product is fully bespoke so it's designed from scratch so in other words you need to know how it goes together you need to appreciate what the cabinet maker does on the factory floor you need to understand what the fitter does when he's out in the field one of the most important people in the whole team can be a kitchen fitter he can make or break a project he can uh, he, he's there the face of the company he he's, he he's, he allows for the interchange between the company and and, and the, the client whilst in the field whilst i'm always at the other end of the phone it's great to have a good team so i think understanding that it's about people it's about empathy it's about understanding it's about understanding how things are made uh you know uh, the, the kitchen fitter always love you if, if it's designed properly like i have seen in the past where people have designed things and they aren't necessarily thought through to the level of detail that they should be thought through. So, th so, th so those things are very important. It's important to be passionate. It's important to learn to say no. Uh, the client is not always right. Uh, you know, that, 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 years, that word no is something I used to really, really struggle with. Um, we weren't allowed to say it in my younger days as a sales rep and a sales manager and a sales director. We, we always had to say yes and then go and make it happen. And then I think if I come to that, post 2010 and the the rebirth of my company certainly the last four or five years when it's been you know it's becoming i, I get up and i know what we're doing and you know no one predicted the, the pandemic so you know you've got a you're, you're in a difficult passage of play but but i have and i mean you use the word arrogance there and i don't think it's arrogance but but i have the ability now to pick and choose the clients, the partners and the friends and the customers that we work with. And what that means, it means that if something feels bad at the start, if it's too weighted one way or, you know, for me, we're not getting calls back when we said or we're being kept at a distance and they don't want to meet me. They don't want to have a virtual call with me. They don't even want to have a conversation with me. They just want to know what the price is and how much I've got it. And, and, I'm not, and I sort of take a step back and I say to my team now, if it feels bad and they don't appreciate the value in how we work and what we do, it's it's never going to get any better than this bad feeling. This bad feeling will stay all the way through, but it won't get any better. Probably it's going to get worse. Do we want to be in our limited working days and our working life? Do we want to be focusing everything we have on that? Or do we work and find and nurture the businesses that want to be our friends and our partners and you know, they value service. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we are, as a business, I would say we're not the, we're certainly not the pound shop. You know, we're not the cheapest recruitment partner, but we're not Harrods or Harvey Nichols or Selfridges or Fortnum and Mason. We're not up here. We are reassuringly expensive. So I would liken us to a Waitrose or Marks and Spencer shopping experience. We are, you get what you pay for. And, if people want that support and they want that passionate 
understanding and representation of their brand at the moment of truth, you know, when it is a potential employee, a potential member of staff, what you need, that's where the magic happens for us. And and I think that is similar in a way to, to where the advice you're giving there, because you're saying, do not overcomplicate, one. Two, you know, it's about people. Everything is driven around people. The Three was the ability to build a relationship. Four was understand the design and the build and the solution aspects of what you're doing by familiarity with products. And then you ended it with the, with, you know, the, the biggest factor of all is that your customer, your fitter, your designer, your, your furniture maker in the factory are all part of the team because without all of you together, none of that happens, mate. I mean, if that's not good advice, people want it to break in the industry, what is, Darren? So thank you so much, mate. Thank you so much. Thanks, thanks, Peter. Yeah, but listen, it, it all comes down to that. And I think, you know, there's never going to be always be a good fit in any business, you know, and I think that there, there, there are people that do what I do, which is kind of more, you know, it's fully bespoke, it's very design orientated. And there's guys that maybe do less of that that's more product driven. There's no right and there's no wrong. It's just uh, the, the, the fit that I do, uh, the customer that I would need is different to the customer that those other guys would need. So the, but even it's exactly the same with me, mate. What I was just saying there, I'm not, it's a multi-million business, this this level of, of contingency recruitment, and, and it will remain there. But that's just not a shop I am. You can't you can't have that experience if you deal with me. Because but I'm do you know that. what, Peter? It, it comes down to value added. It's it's value yeah. added. It, 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 like Kevin McLeod once said, there's no difference between a £50,000 kitchen and a £5,000 kitchen. Thanks for that, Kevin. Uh, but basically, it's, it's about value added. You know, it's about the experience. It's the level of uh, design input. It's the level. It's the type of materials used. It, it's 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 what it's the experience that comes out the other end. In the podcast, Mr. Morgan, I want you on behalf of the good people of Northern Ireland to, to just close the show with a message to my listeners, my connections and my contacts. What does Darren Morgan want to say about the future and what, what have you got going on for yourself? Close the show for me, Darren. Over to you. Well, I think I think you just uh, summed it up a little bit yourself there, Peter, because I think you know you're you're in a position uh, that yes, you look after recruitment. I'm in the KBB sector in the field, actually doing it. But you're you're looking at uh, employees or, or people that come in can come into your business that are maybe offering something different. You know, they, they look at you know the uh, can look after social media, visual experience, those sorts of things, and bolt that on to you know a, a dynamic design team or something. That that's very important. But I think. The industry needs to realize that uh, design is a tool. It, it, it's an important business tool, just as important as a chop saw and the person that uses it, as in the fitter. You know, this is something that can really be used. Uh, during lockdown, I, I am a great believer that any business should never be unbusy, even when they're unbusy. Uh, so uh, it, it's it's a and my wife always hates that because it just means I'm never sitting at, sitting at peace and just always fidgeting. Uh, but uh, during during uh, this last number of years, I've been invited to uh, be involved in some interesting projects were, that were outside my designer kitchen by Morgan retail business. Uh, it was kind of consultancy work where I 
provided sort of a designed designed ranges of kitchens. I, did, I helped people with uh, showrooms. I helped people with uh, you know just design consultation, helping their business uh, sort of evolve in a different way. Just maybe energizing the design side of things. Uh, so I have been doing that kind of. Haven't really been advertising it, doing anything with it. Uh, people have just been approaching me for for a long time. I actually declined some of these invitations, but over the last wee while, I, I have actually taken some of them on, and they've been very very successful. Uh, so we've lots of very exciting things. During lockdown, I, uh, I created a new website, which was Darren Morgan Design, uh, which is a consultancy-based uh, sort of uh, website. It's just, it's just it's something that sort of showcases uh, what I do and my interests outside of Designer Kitchen by Morgan. Like Designer Kitchen by Morgan is still the very important and is is the backbone of what I do, but. I'm interested in other things, furniture design, uh, spatial planning. I like to bring how, you know, look at how architects uh, can come get involved in what we do. Manufacturers may want to diversify, look at different product ranges. So they may have fledgling ideas. So how, how will those be developed? How do you manifest those from uh, some, a simple idea that's scribbled on the back of a, uh, a piece of paper? How do you create a, a concept, a product from that? So I suppose uh, because of my experience of, Creating constant, you know, unusual designs, being able to create production drawings for them to be manufactured. It kind of, it's, it's kind of the next evolving stage of what I do. Uh, is helping other bigger businesses, I suppose, evolve new ranges, uh, concepts that they may be thinking of, uh, allowing them to diversify in new ways, and, and I suppose making sure, allowing them to make sure that the manufacturing facilities they have are busy all the time, the employees that they have are busy all the time because. You know what? There can be sort of like a wave pattern with different sectors of our industry. So it's to keep the communication going, uh, allow people to sort of collaborate more, talk, uh, and, and 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 treat design as, as as a tool that they can use to enhance uh, the, the their business. Because it could be a case that a, 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 a small business has this once in a lifetime client comes in. And they, they, they don't want them to leave. You know, you don't want to lose that sale. They may need a little bit of help from the design standpoint. Uh, so that that that's just a, a, another thing that I'm working on at the moment. But Designer Kitchen work well, that, Morgan. That's inspiring in itself because you know that you know, not not missing out on a one-off opportunity, you know, being able to react to something. I uh, I love the, you know, never not be busy even when you're unbusy. Or, or to get let me sure I get this right. I wrote this down. Never be busy even when you're unbusy. I mean, I love that terminology because when I was, you know, in April, May and June and I and I had little if no recruitment to do whatsoever, I was so busy and energetic thinking about, you know, other areas I can do. And I think that goes back to my upbringing on a market stall and just and, and everything was like, I know I can get through this I'm, and we will. And, and if we if we just go through how powerful and and, and what a, well this is going to be such a good listen for the for, for, for the audience on iTunes and Spotify because we we've, we've got on a Darren Morgan journey that begun as a country boy on the border in Northern Ireland it it took you to you know it took you to the the folk or the, it took you to the Irish bar in Bordeaux the States as a drummer your first experience selling a selling a kitchen was I quote. Ask the customer to pick a door, pick a handle, pick a worktop, and we'll do the rest. To <laughs> launching Kitchens by Darren Morgan in the middle of the biggest recession known to, to, to man at that time. Ten years later, award-winning, 
got multi-award winning, doing consultancy, giving something back to the industry. Darren Morgan, what a podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. This is going to be an experience for everyone. Thank you very much. I'm Peter Jones. This is the fourth series of the Foy Jones Show. Stay safe, be healthy, keep positive. Darren Morgan, thank you for joining me, sir. Peter, thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. And keep doing what you're doing. So there you go. That's the end of the podcast. We are Foy Jones. This is the fourth series of the Foy Jones Show. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive because it's a new game.